Welcome to the Striving from Stillness podcast, where you'll learn how to step out of overwhelm, anxiety, and stress so you can maximize the positive impact you have within your work, family, and community while fully enjoying your life. I'm your host, Anna Pantano, a certified mindfulness instructor and life coach. Every other week, you'll learn a new mindfulness practice to build the strong internal foundation needed to be productive and resilient from a place of peace. During the other episodes, I'll share valuable personal growth insights from my 20 years of obsessing over how to create a better life while staying deeply connected to my family and running a successful business. For today's episode, make yourself comfy and get ready to learn another powerful way to uplevel your life so you can thrive, not just survive. Besides practicing being in the present moment and all the benefits that not replaying the past or agonizing about the future can bring to your life, how else do body scans assist you in having a better life or becoming more productive? One of the key elements to being more productive or being able to design a life in a way that truly allows you to have your best life is awareness. Without awareness, we go through life on autopilot, reacting and sometimes very badly, versus responding thoughtfully. Without awareness, decisions become harder and take longer. We waste time talking about it, asking others what they think, and often overanalyzing because we don't really trust ourselves to make the right decision. And if you're anything like me and have the ability to talk yourself into or out of anything, it can make it hard to know what to say yes to and no to. The quicker and more confidently we can make decisions, the faster we can move on, which ultimately frees up more time to do what we need or what we want to do. In January, we'll spend some time taking a deeper look at what you might need to say no to so that you can say that huge yes to what really matters to you, what will actually move the needle and help you take a line action versus simply being in motion as James Clare talks about in his book, Atomic Habits. Being in motion versus productive is where we appear extremely busy, but we're not really working on the things that make a difference when it comes to accomplishing our bigger goals or lifestyle. In January, we'll also explore deeper why practices such as body scans are so important in our stressed out world because it is one more way to get out of our stress response by bringing us back to the present moment. But for today, we will explore how doing a body scan actually builds awareness of what our body is trying to communicate with us and can help you in your relationships, whether they be intimate, family, or even in business. Then I will share a few ways you can practice becoming more aware of what your body is trying to tell you. For me, this practice and awareness has helped me tremendously in my own relationship. When I first started to become more aware of what I was thinking and feeling, Early on in my marriage, and how that was positively or negatively affecting my life, I fairly quickly noticed that in my head, and I hate to say this, but in my head, I spent a lot of time being resentful. Resentful of what my husband did not do, resentful what I had to do. I think the list was pretty typical, as it was a long list of household chores that I seemed to always be doing, and he did not. See, he is better at ignoring the mess than I am, not seeing that pile of laundry as something that needs to be taken care of or the pile of non-kitchen items on the kitchen counter, for example. In our early years of marriage, I 
again, hate to admit this, but probably spent hours fuming in my head, not to him, but in my head, not seeing where he contributed, only where he did not. As you probably can imagine, the time I spent doing that, thinking all those thoughts, didn't really help us have a happy, connected life. But before I became aware of this pattern, all I knew was that I was agitated, and the frustration was usually aimed at him. I became more and more aware of my thoughts through mindfulness, and I soon became very alarmed at how much of this was my automatic go-to when I was lost in thought and doing things around the house. First, I started to try to redirect my focus to my own mess that needed to be taken care of and tried to silently thank him in my head and sometimes directly for the things he did do. This was the first piece of the puzzle, but it still didn't stop the resentment train of thoughts that ran through my head almost daily. Luckily, I had already been through coaching school at this point, and I was able to start asking myself two very important questions. One was, is this something, the thing that I'm resentful about, something that I need to actually make a request about? Is this something I need to ask him to do? Or is this something that I want to or need to let go of? Those two questions would stop the cycle and allow me to come back to what I could do in the situation. It shifted the responsibility or the power back into my court. Now I can hear many of you thinking, but I have asked and asked, and maybe you have, and I know that can be extremely frustrating. And it's also an opportunity to look deeper, an opportunity to ask yourself questions like, well, how have I asked? What was my tone and body language? And have I asked the other person to help me problem solve the frustration? Or have I just demanded that he or she do what I want? These are all questions to ask yourself. And I know sometimes no matter what you do, the request will not be done, or at least not all of the time. But then at least you know, you might need to ask yourself, is this something that I can let go of? And do they do other things to contribute that can allow you to feel good about letting, for example, the cups being left all over the house? So you might be thinking, what does this have to do with the importance of connecting with what is going on in your body? Well, before you can even ask yourself questions like these, you have to notice that you're having negative thoughts. And what does having and noticing negative thoughts have to do with your body? Well, for me, oftentimes before I even notice the thoughts I'm thinking, especially if there's a lot of activity going on in my house, I will notice my body posture and a few other key things in my body. These sensations now act as a signal or a trigger to let me know I need to pay attention to my thoughts. In my example about resentment, I now know that it is happening because I'll feel my body tense up, my eyes actually narrow or at least focus, and I tend to be looking down, not up. My jaw will be tight, and all my energy is in my upper chest and sometimes all the way up to my head. My body starts to feel heavy and sluggish. By practicing body scans and doing things like yoga that connect me deeply with my body, I now notice those sensations very quickly, and it serves as a reminder to check in with my thoughts and then go through my questions if I am indeed having those resentful thoughts. If moments like these go unchecked or the thoughts are not redirected, this is when we start to create unhealthy stress in the body 
depress our immune system, and oftentimes end up snapping eventually at something that really wasn't that big of a deal. And now you may ask, well, what does that have to do with productivity? Well, in my example about being resentful, the thoughts and the way I was carrying my body is draining, not energizing. I'm not focused on the task at hand, so I'm more likely to make a mistake or get distracted. And in regard to relationships, I don't know about you, but my life seems a lot easier when I'm in a loving space with my husband or family versus an angry or frustrated one. And the stress that the negative thoughts have on the nervous system also decreases your productivity right along with our immune system. With this practice of noticing what is going on in my body and using it to guide my actions, I spend much less time in resentment. I have an easier time making requests of my husband and the energy to keep up with our three kids, their crazy schedule, and my business. I'm less likely to snap at my husband or kids, which means I save time and energy that used to be spent arguing or repairing the hurt that was caused if my resentment spilled over into anger. Life is easier and much more pleasant because I have learned how to recognize the signs that I need to shift. I need to redirect my focus. I now have practiced putting my body in a position that supports a more loving version of me. This is just one example of what is possible when we start to become aware of our body wisdom or the signals that our body is giving us all the time. Another example is when we go to make decisions. Have you ever said yes to something and then immediately or at least shortly after felt that pit in your stomach, a heaviness in the body, a lump in your throat and asked yourself, why did I just say yes to that? I know I've been there. And if you get intimately familiar with the reaction your body has when you say yes, when you really want to say no, you can start to use it more easily to guide your decisions. And with the uptick in using text and email to communicate versus in person, we now have a unique opportunity to take a breath, take a moment, and check in with our body before answering. And when we are in person, maybe caught off guard, making it a habit to say, let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you. We'll give you the time to reflect on what you really want to do. And the body is a ready and willing participant in helping you make that decision. So how do we start to become more aware of what our bodies are trying to tell us? Well, the first step is if you're a person that feels fairly disconnected to your body, you need to start practicing noticing what's going on in your body during different times of the day. There's a formal body scan that was released on November 17th in this podcast that you can take yourself through if that interests you. Doing formal body scans will start to build that awareness muscle and make you more aware of what's going on that we often do not notice as we go about our regular day. And to start to build that awareness without a formal practice, you can start by paying attention to different parts of your body throughout the day. Some ways to do this are... Noticing the temperature and how it feels on your exposed skin versus covered. And checking in to see if different parts of your body feel cooler or hotter. You could try noticing the difference in where your clothes are covering you and where they're not. Feel into the fit of your clothes. Where does it feel snug or loose? And same with your shoes. Or if you have bare feet, be curious about the texture of the floor you are standing on. You also can make small movements in your body, such as shifting side to side and feeling the sensations in your feet, hips, or legs as you do so. 
or gently stretch and make note of where you feel tight, seeing what side feels tighter and which one has more length or space. You may also simply notice the breath and the movement that it makes in your body. The more practiced we are at noticing what is going on with the body, the easier it is for us to notice in our daily life and recognize that our body is trying to tell us something. Finally, if you really want to use the amazing wealth of information your body is always trying to share with you, you can start to take note of what your body does or how it reacts in different situations. This can be done in real time, but often in the beginning, it can be helpful to reflect on different situations after the fact. Take yourself back to that moment and then notice what comes up for you. Situation where you said yes to something, but immediately regretted it or even later regretted it. Take yourself back to that moment and notice if your body was trying to warn you that it wasn't something you should agree to. Oftentimes it was. Now don't use this part of the exercise to beat yourself up. Use it as a learning experience. Like you are a scientist excited to figure out a puzzle. There will always be times we say yes when we probably should have said no or that we don't catch that we're letting stress and negativity build to the point where we react in a less than desirable way. But the sooner you can recognize that that is actually happening, the mere fact that you noticed and have a desire to do better next time puts you many steps ahead of the majority of our society that is pretty much going on autopilot. And just acknowledging that with each mess up, you are actually one step closer to living a truly authentic and aligned life that is full of opportunities. Thank you for joining me today on Striving from Stillness. If you found value in this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it on Apple Podcast or simply share with a friend. It helps the podcast grow so more people can find it and it won't take you long. I sincerely appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. I hope you'll join me again as we explore how to be productive, successful, and happy from a place of peace. I believe if you found this podcast, there is something wonderful tugging on your heart that will make this world a better place. I hope I can support you on your journey to get your work and your gift out into the world so you can make the impact and difference you were born to make.